Hey, Cam. Hey, man, what's up? Uh, what are we doing? Man, we're just talking basketball. We're talking buckets. We're talking bubbles. You know, everyday stuff. Would you say it's buckets in the bubble? I think we're talking buckets in the bubble. Oh, yeah, we're doing that podcast, Buckets in the Bubble, featuring buckets and even maybe more importantly, bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. Uh, no, my name's Alex Suds. I'm here with Camp Jordan. This is a brand new podcast, episode number one. So to our three listeners that are going to listen to this, we love you. Thank you for your support. Um, the Patreon will be here next week. Um, but we're talking basketball. We're two guys. We love basketball. We have been mourning basketball ever since Rudy Gobert tested positive, and we have been without it. And we, I thought of this name, Buckets in the Bubble, and there was absolutely no way I couldn't do a podcast called Buckets in the Bubble. So here we are. Alex, we're can I it. can I ask you a question as we as we get started with this? Yeah, let's do it. You've talked about us mourning basketball. I want to know where you were when the season got suspended. Talk to I... me about about what was going on in your life because I remember. I remember everything about that night, that entire day. I was at church. Mm. I was at a church work at a, like a worship night. I was in the fifth row, far left seat. And I look <laughs> down at my watch and I see Rudy Gobert's test of positive. And I say, okay, everything else needs to stop right now. Sorry, Jesus. And I pick my phone up <laughs> and I'm just looking for the Woj bombs. And then everything's done. I pick up my phone. The season has been suspended. And I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of weird because it's such like a podcast world now with media and all these reactionary podcasts. But it's times like that. I wish radio was a little bit more prevalent or like because I don't I'm not in a place where I can just turn on a TV. But I want to like pop an earbud in and just listen to what's happening in real time. Yeah. Um, it's, it was funny. I was like, I wish there was a podcast, but in real time. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's the radio. <laughs> that's, that's AM radio, baby. What were you doing, Kim? Uh, I was at work watching the Nuggets game, uh, which I, I usually was doing. That was a rough day because I, uh, I had a trip scheduled for the next week to Houston and it, it got canceled, um, like that day. And then I, I was in a... A ceremony that I stormed out of because I was mad at some of the results. So I was already in a bad mood. And I'm sitting there watching the Nuggets while at work on my dual monitors. And I just see them like cut to the, uh, the, what it was it? Was it the Thunder versus the Jazz? Thunder Jazz, yeah. It was in OKC. And they were talking about it. I was like, oh, this is crazy. And the next thing I know, I get a text from Tanner. It's like the NBA suspended. And you know, Tanner, I was just like, uh, he's probably jumping to some conclusion. Yeah, he's being a ding dong. Someone tweeted it that is like semi-famous that he was running with it. I was like, where did you see that? And the next thing I know, Mark Cuban's on the TV talking about, you know, the season's canceled. I was like, no way. And I, I haven't recovered since. Yeah, and I think the most disappointing thing for me as a diehard Celtics fan is that we were just now getting to the point where we were reckoning with where Jason Tatum was as a top 10 player, not if. Um, and it feels like a lot of that has died down. He was, he was hitting that point where if he plateaus here, if he keeps dropping 30 pieces, the Celtics have a real shot at winning the East. Yeah. And now I don't know. 
I have no idea. I don't know how if it was like if he's going to drop down to maybe 25, 26 a game, if he's going to be at that elite 28, 8, and 3 level he was. Right. Um, I think that's probably the most exciting thing, thing I'm most excited for for this podcast is like who knows what's going to happen. Like who's going to well, come out yeah. swinging and who's going to come out just as a dud. Like I, my guess is, and we're going to talk about this, and let's just actually go into it. We're going to just do a little bit of a preview of how the seedings are going to work out before these eight games. Um, games start Thursday, July 30th. Yeah. And so There's I got two the games Thursday that I really don't care about. Other than the fact that they're live NBA games, I don't for real care about. No, I'm not passionate well, about Well, okay, Lakers, Clippers, yes. Jazz, Lakers, Pelicans, that I could not care more about. Because the Lakers, Clippers, remember this Lakers, Clippers game was going to happen, and it got postponed because of Kobe. Right. And then it was supposed to be that Saturday. It was going to be this big, emotional, staple center. Um, and we never got it. You know, I still cannot believe that Kobe dying isn't the craziest thing to happen to the NBA this year. It's that, ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, and it's kind of like I was listening to podcasts, right? And so, like, Zach Lowe would say things like that you're going to have an NBA before and after Kobe. Like, that's how big of a moment this is. Yeah. But it feels like the coronavirus completely swallowed it. And now there is the NBA before and after Rudy Gobert, basically. Right. right. And so, yeah, I, I think what I want to come in hot is we're going to talk about the eight-game seeding, how things can um, switch up. Really, the East, um, it's pretty set in stone in most ways. I mean, yeah. the Sixers and the Pacers can flip-flop a little bit. And maybe you, even the Heat if they the play heat. poorly. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and then the Nets and Magic. But who cares who's playing seven and eight? They're getting blown out by the one and the two seeds. Right. Um, but where this gets interesting is in the Western Conference. So if a team yeah. gets within four games of the eighth seed, right? If a team was within four games of the eighth seed, they have a playoff. If the eighth seed beats the ninth seed, then the eighth seed keeps their spot. If the ninth seed wins twice then they get to play in the playoffs and get demolished by the Lakers. Can I just say how happy I am that the two teams in the West who didn't make it are two of my least favorite teams in basketball? The fact that the T-Wolves and the Warriors are the only two teams who didn't qualify for this is gorgeous to me. The, the Nuggets-Timberwolves <laughs> rivalry is the weirdest in sports, I think. Why? It's the it makes It makes no sense. sense. Why? It makes perfect sense. You guys we played, played one, one really of, cool game. One of the most iconic games over the last five years. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Especially Wizards and the Celtics had this awesome, teams. iconic series three, four sure, years ago with the Jake okay. Crowder nose boop. But it's <laughs> it's the most iconic Nuggets or Wolves game for either squad over the last, what, five years. And that's yeah, going to be significant. Doubt, and then you add in the fact that, like, Two of the three centers that people say are the top, like it's either Jokic and Bead or Cat. Like there's that rivalry in there, and that's a big part of it. And so part of me just wants the Timberwolves to suck, just so I can have more reason to say Cat sucks. See, and I think the issue with me there is a lot of times your hatred is um, it's pointed towards Cat when I think it should be pointed towards Embiid. Um. Yes, but 
I think Embiid is better than Cat. So like I he feel disrespected when people say Cat is better than Celtics fan. I get it. I hate Embiid, but like I also hear that argument. Okay, but who who actually thinks Cat is better than Jokic? Uh, I don't know. I don't listen to them. Like that's my whole point. <laughs> big facts. Big facts. <laughs> I ignore. I ignore them. So I think there are actually three teams, really four teams, between the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs. Those teams are all within either three and a half or four games of the Grizzlies. My take is I think I would be shocked if the Grizzlies remain in the playoffs at the end of this. Really? Because the Grizzlies were my my pick to win it. Are you going to say the Pelicans, though? Because I could hear that. Pelicans, but the, the real sneaky one is the Trailblazers. Think about it. They had a tough year. They were just in the Western Conference Finals last year. The reason they had a tough year? Um, Zach Collins was hurt. They really struck. Well, so they run the most, was it the most ISO ball in the NBA? Yeah, because all their other, their, all their role players were hurt. They had to bring in Mello, who everybody was just out on. And to be fair, he's uh, been awesome. Oh, but Mello's gotten buckets. No, he's been awesome. But the fact is, everybody was out on Mello. And they had to resort to going to grab Mello because they had nobody who could play the four. Sure. And the person well, they and, had to play the listen, five we're was both- Hassan Whiteside. We're both big on Dame and McCollum. Like yeah. that, those are our guys. So yeah, I can hear that. But I also, <sighs> I think the Pelicans are the better team, but the Trailblazers have the guy. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think the Pelicans more, make it. Is anyone more clutch in the playoffs than Damian Lillard? There isn't. Maybe you could say Kawhi. Kawhi. But Damian Lillard has hit two shots. Two in his career to end series. Two yeah. buzzer beaters that not only ended games, but ended entire series in the playoffs. Last year's was from half court. Well, can we... Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I can see Portland. What I want to see, I don't think we will. Okay. But I also don't think it's getting enough conversation is the fact that the Spurs streak is likely going to be ended. Oh, the Spurs streak is over. The team, I don't, I think there's no way they make likely, it. The team least likely of the four, of the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs, to beat the Grizzlies would, in my opinion, is without a doubt the Spurs. They just don't have the juice. They really don't. I don't think – I mean, they're well under 500, and I think that's where they deserve to be. I don't think if we're looking at a real season, anybody's talking about them possibly making the playoffs. Yeah, not even Four close. games – Four games for them is a lot because I just don't I don't believe in what they're doing. So, if let's make let's make the case. Okay. You want to do the Pelicans or the Blazers first? The case for who's gonna make it to the eight. You give me the Grizzlies. I'll give you the Pelicans. Okay. Okay. You go. You go with the Grizzlies. You said you like the Grizzlies. I think Jaw has something to prove, and I know you're not huge on him, but I think he has the ability to take I love over Jaw. a game. I just hate Tanner's. Take on Jaw. Does does Tanner have a big take on Jaw? That he was far and away the better prospect than RJ Barrett, and he wasn't. But go ahead. Okay, fair. But no, I think I think they've got a really fun team. I think their defense is is really underrated. Um, we speaking of Tanner, Jonte Porter is going to be with them, so we know that's who he's going to be cheering for. Oh, but I also love Jaron Jackson. 
Um, I, I think they're going to put together uh, enough to, to keep that lead because they're up, what is it, three and a half games? I, I yeah. think they can keep that. So Two and a half. What, well, they three need to half. get within four. The, gr- the, Grizzlies, the Trailblazers the Grizzlies have it right now. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying if they get within four games of the Grizzlies, then there's a playoff. Oh, sure. But I, I don't know. I think. So do you think in a playoff, either the Pelicans or the Blazers would sweep the Grizzlies in a two-game playoff? I don't know if they'd sweep them. They have to. If the Grizzlies win a game, it's over. I, well, I don't think they sweep them. So you think the Grizzlies I, I, win one of two I games? I think if, if you give me a seven-game series, Blazers all day, no question. But if you're going to give me – you're just going to say Memphis needs to win one game, I think they go win that game. It's double elimination for the Grizzlies, single elimination for whoever the nine seed is. Yeah, I think I think Memphis can can win one. Easy. Okay, here's the Against thing. Against either team. The Pelicans and Grizzlies play twice in this eight-game span. That's going to be a difference maker right there. And Zion today on Tuesday – is cleared. His quarantine is over. He's good to go. He is playing for all eight games. Fingers crossed. The thing with the Pelicans is, I think, not only this year, but next year, the Pelicans are going to be one of the most exciting teams because you have one of the most underrated guards, Drew Holiday, with Lonzo, who's had an underrated breakout season. Yeah. Right, I think he's like twelve, seven, and seven, or something crazy like that. Yeah, he's been um, unreal. He's amazing. He's a really good defender, and he is the perfect guy to pair with Zion Williamson, who is amazing. One of the best rookies in this nineteen-game small sample size. One of the best rookies we've ever seen. He's special. He was the number one pick for a reason. I and then agree. you have Brandon Ingram, who averaged twenty-five, twenty-five a game with like eight and four. He's been unreal. There's no doubt about it. Brandon Ingram has been one of the best headlines of the NBA this year. And then a ton of great role players. Like, if Zion Williamson is who we think Zion Williamson is, and if Brandon Ingram continues to score at the level he did all year, they're clearly the best team out of those five teams. Not I, I think close. I think you're 100% right for next year, but I think that squad right now did not play enough full games together to be able to put it back together in the short amount of time that they're going to have to be able to contend. I think if we're talking chemistry, they don't have it enough right now. Next season, absolutely. Next season, they make the playoffs. I think they're a top five team in the West. I think that's fair. but I think I this think season, about... I'm going to take someone like Portland or Memphis. Probably not Sacramento, but I, I'll take Definitely one of those. Sacramento. I'll take one of those two teams over them just for the case of they had 19 games with Zion and then had to take months off and now have to come back and put it back together. That feels like a really quick turnaround. And I don't know if a roster that young is going to be able to do it. it. If anyone benefited from the season stopping abruptly the way it was, I think without a doubt it was Memphis. They had just traded away two key pieces. Um, they had a bunch of injuries and they were on the downturn. They're super young. And even all the guys we talked about with the Pelicans, we didn't mention guys like J.J. Redick. Right. You know, a guy that has made the playoffs every year of his career. Yeah. Um, just nuts things like that. I think it's, I think the Trailblazers or the Pelicans beat the Grizzlies. I think they sweep them in whatever series, whoever it is. I don't see a scenario in which the Grizzlies are in the playoff. That's my hot take. 
is they might be the eighth seed now. I just don't see how they make the playoff. Can we talk about which team we think is going to have the biggest um, the biggest hit from the from the break? Like, is going to struggle the most coming back? Oh gosh, I mean, I think it's probably the Grizzlies. Um, I, they're so gonna, too young. I was going to say Utah. Ooh, Utah. The thing is, the more you dive into Utah, like Tim McMahon was saying, uh, I read a quote today, like, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert already didn't like each other. Like, for years, they haven't liked each other. That doesn't surprise me. And so, this only made things way worse. Well, you add um, in the fact that, like, they put in a lot of work to get Conley. And Bogdanovich is out. Who has been terrible. Yeah. Sneaky terrible sneaky bad thing that happened over the breaks Bogdanovich being out he's probably there maybe sometimes their third best player yeah I think most of the time he's their third best player You're right, at least this year I still I still want to believe in Mike Conley oh I do too I want him to be on the Nuggets but I want last year's Mike Conley on the Nuggets not this year he's Big been facts. so bad so I think I think they take the biggest hit and I think they could I think they could easily fall down to that seven uh Probably a six seed. Six seed. Seven think, seed. That's going to be a tough jump. Dallas could pass Houston if Houston's struggles kind of continue. It depends which Houston we see. This uh, on-fire Houston or the falling-apart Houston that we were seeing when the season ended? Yeah. It's crazy. It's really hard to gauge what, what Houston team we're going to see. I don't believe in Houston. I didn't believe in them all year. No, yeah, no, not at all. I think – the way that ends up is there's a lot of talk about how between three and six, it's really any man's game. I think the only thing that's going to happen is the Jazz are going to fall down to six. The Thunder and the Rockets are each going to move up one, and it's probably going to stay pretty similar to what it is now. Yeah, the the top, the top three aren't going to move around much. In a different world, I mean, I think Utah would have a chance to catch the Nuggets, but because of what we just talked about, I don't think they will. There's no way. And I... I think I think the Nuggets sneaky benefited the most because they got skinny Jokic and Bobo. Yeah, and they just got healthy, man. I mean, the Celtics too, fear, man. Kimba is yeah. just now starting to feel better. Like the season would have been way over, and people aren't talking about it. Like he hasn't been playing; he's just now feeling better. Kimba was going to be out for the rest of the season, right? So yeah, the Nuggets definitely got healthy in the way they needed to. Um, like we just talked about the Celtics. I think if we go to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, let's do it. The sneaky biggest thing. Really, the only places that can move are four through six, and then seven and eight can swap. Nobody cares about the Nets or the Magic. Doesn't um, matter. Especially, if, well, especially right now because the Nets didn't bring anybody. They're bringing their secondary roster. Yeah, that, that's like it. the only worthwhile player they have. Yeah. And so the big one is the Pacers and the Sixers. I think the team that got the biggest break through all of this is my beloved Boston Celtics, and here's why. The Pacers lost Victor Oladipo. Possibly. And is he coming? I thought he wasn't coming. He's been that, – that was going to be my next point, was that is the biggest unknown right now is because – he said he's been playing in their preseason games, but he hasn't decided if he's going to play regular season come this come this weekend. Well, so here's he what might it comes down to the Sixers and the Pacers are tied at the five and six seed. They have the exact same record at thirty nine and twenty six. 
The Celtics yeah. are basically stuck at the three seed. They're three games in front of the Heat and three games behind the Raptors. So we're stuck there. Right. If these Pacers fall to six and the Sixers go up to five, the Celtics catch the biggest break. They do, 100%. The 76ers are so scary if they figure out their locker room stuff. And at this point, who knows if they will, but that is the, that's another just sure huge question mark. And I mean, they gained so much because Ben Simmons was going to be out for a long time. Yeah. And now they have a healthy Ben Simmons. They have a healthy Joel Embiid, probably for the first time ever in the history of that duo. Yeah. Where they both actually feel good. Um, they could make a scary run. They if could. It... But the thing is, yeah. they were one of the worst teams on the road all year. It was one of the craziest things about them is they did not lose at home. But on the road, they were awful. They were, check this out, 29-2 and two at home and 10-24 and 24 on the road. That's incredible. They were abysmal. There are no home games. They are not playing in Philadelphia down in the bubble. Right. So if the trend is anything close to continuing, the Sixers are going to flop. But if the Sixers are what their potential says they are, I don't want anything to do with them in a 3-6 matchup. Because if they beat yeah. the Celtics, I would never hear the end of it. And they don't play any team better than they do the Celtics. Well, and they've got probably the widest range. If we're talking a, a ceiling to floor – in the playoffs right now, without a doubt, not even it is, probably. It is it is them. I mean, there's no other team I'm looking at that you're like, yes, they could all they could win it all, or they could get swept in the first round. Yeah, I think my hope, and I think what's going to happen here is the Nets will fall down to eight, the Magic will bump up to seven, the Sixers and the Pacers will switch at five and six, and everything else will stay pretty much the same. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's how the East is going to shake out. The West, I think you've got Memphis staying. I'm going to say that Portland sneaks in and that it's going to be the 1-8 is going to be Lakers-Portland. Uh, the 2-7 is going to be Clippers-Mavs. The 3-6 is going to be Nuggets-Jazz. Um, and then you got Thunder-Rockets. Um, Which um, Nuggets-Jazz I'm excited about just for the fact that earlier this year the Nuggets had seven players on their roster. That Literally was ran a – the most Two underrated big game all squad, year. and absolutely handed it to the Jazz. God bless Torrey Craig. It was, oh my just gosh, that game that was game. incredible. Yeah, he was one of the seven, but that's a <laughs> tough game to guess who played because yeah, it was like PJ Dozier oh, uh, was PJ like Dozier, our starting Celtics point guard. I mean, it was oh, that was such a good game. So. I want to keep this short and sweet and to the point. Don't want people to see this and say, oh, my gosh, this is an hour podcast of two guys who probably don't know anything about basketball riffing. Um, so I want to end it on It's this. an hour of two guys who kind of know about basketball. Yeah, riffing. maybe just a little bit. Uh, give me one name that nobody, no casual fan is going to expect that people who watch these eight games will know by the end of the eight games. I'm going to give mine first. Okay, because I know what yours is going to be, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Mine is going to be Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think I love his game. He's SGA's cousin, so I hope he's got a little bit of that SGA magic in him. But he didn't get a lot of minutes through during the year. His shooting numbers are not spectacular. He's 33% from the field. Not good. But he's got 35% from three. He can't finish inside the arc. But... 
He's really long. When you watch him, he's had some really good games in this preseason, a really good feel for the game. And I think if the Pelicans are going to make a, sh- a run, he's got to be good off the bench for them because they need someone that's not Drew Holiday or Lonzo to be able to handle the ball off the bench. And I think he's the guy. So that's my pick. You. That's fair. Go ahead. Say it. Say um, it. I'm going. I'm going. Bull bull. Oh. Um. I. I think. And. And this is. I get it. This is a little cheap, for the sole fact of I think people know his name. Um. But I. I think if you look at what he's done, uh, these three preseason games. I mean, his first game he put up sixteen, ten, and six. Oh my god! And had maybe coast to coast just threes at the oh, break. Man. I mean, he's uh, in the game last night. He's literally taking screens up at the arc and knocking down threes at will. He's seven, two. (laughs) I mean, it's how do you not giggle at that? (laughs) It's it's crazy. Um, And so I think if if the Nuggets and, and this is my big complaint with the Nuggets, and it has been all year. And it's been just some of the the lineups that they've thrown out. Um, I I think they have been careful with guys like MPJ all year. And they've kind of babied him. And I think it was because they wanted to make sure he was good to go by the playoffs. And as they got to this stretch leading up, they would do a better job using him. Oh my, his per 36 numbers, his efficiency numbers. Oh, they're unreal. Amazing. Yes. If and either so, him or Bobo becomes the player that they're pretending to be right now, the yeah. Nuggets are going to contend for years. Well, and, and that's what I'm thinking is I, all year I was saying that the Nuggets playing with MPJ was, all right, let's baby him, and then as we get to this stretch towards the playoffs, let's start putting him in the roster so we can really see what he's doing, get that chemistry up, and then by the time playoffs come around, he's ready. But they obviously lost that opportunity, but now they're kind of adding in Bobo, and so, you know, guys like Millsap so MPJ, don't you better have drink to some play milk. as many minutes. And, and you're, yes. And so they're, I, man, I think if, if they put out a roster or like a, like a starting five, that's Jamal Murray, Stop. Gary Harris, Stop MPJ, oh. Bull Bull, oh. and Jokic. I mean, sure. Gary Harris has been abysmal on offense, but like, do you need Great him to be good with that lineup? No, he just needs to be able to stand at the corner. Right. Get out of the way and let the other four do everything. everything. And it's not going to be fair. And I, I think and that... the same when it comes to Jamal Murray and MPJ on defense. Let the other three guys dominate. Right. Right. And so, I don't know. I think... Jokic, underrated defender. Yeah, year. I said it. Jokic is an absolutely underrated defender. Especially I, skinny I Jokic. Think, He's going to be so quick. Oh, man. I cannot wait. Um, who's skinnier, Jokic or Bobo? Uh, Bobo, it's not a question, but still. Oh, I wish it was Jokic. <laughs> but, no, I think, and and here's been my, my hot take. Uh, I think there's a, a, a real scenario where the Nuggets get into a, uh, a series against a beat-up Lakers or Clippers squad and can, and can take them. I think they can get into a Western Conference final with a team that just went seven, got beat up by the Thunder, got beat up by the other LA team, or or even the Rockets, and and the Nuggets with their depth, I think the Nuggets could take the Lakers with their depth. The Clippers, 
The Clippers the are a different story. The Clippers are the one of the only teams best deeper. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if the Nuggets get into a series against the Lakers, where the Lakers just got beat up in seven, I think I think the Nuggets with that starting five can take them. All right, so let's close it out here. What's the one thing you are going to be paying the most attention to over this weekend of basketball? Uh, I'm going to be looking at a few specific players that we know changed a lot. I mean, we saw LeBron and AD put on a lot of muscle. We mm-hmm. saw Jokic lose a lot of weight. There's been rumors about Luka putting on a lot of weight. But so he almost had a triple-double <clears throat> in like 16 minutes yesterday. Luka's a beast. My God. Um, so I'm going to be looking at some of that as well as like, you know, we've seen Giannis shooting really well these last few days. Not and worried. so I'm going to be looking at, at some of these players that, you know, it's been rumored some of the, the things they've changed over this hiatus. I just want to see how it plays out in a real, you know, full basketball game. What I'm looking at is extremely, extremely selfish, and that is Jason if Tatum. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown they've showed out to be these last couple games, and Jason <laughs> Tatum and Jalen Brown they've been all year, because it looks like Jalen's taken a step. Like, he's hit the ground running. If those two guys are what their potential says they are, they can beat anybody in the East and well, anybody and I, that's not that's the fair. Clippers in the West. I'm doing – okay, so if we're talking about our team, I'm doing the same with how Coach Malone all day, baby. uses Bobol and MPJ, and if he uses them well, I think there's a very real scenario where we see a Nuggets Celtics finals this year. Oh, we're going to end it on that. If <laughs> – if our two young guys take the steps we thought they have, we're going to get a Nuggets Celtics finals. I don't think you guys realize how the wild you're going to see blow this podcast a podcast up. after every single finals game where and there might be an explicit tag. Oh, there <laughs> will be an explicit tag without question for good and, and bad moments. And we got to make a deal. We got to find a way. I know I'll be gone, but we got to watch th- Every single one of those games oh, dude, together. Yes, come on. That's I will I will drive to Springfield every night. <laughs> Move it in might hurt me. my new I got marriage, a couch. <laughs> but I will drive to Springfield every night. I say she could come, but that might hurt the marriage more. So. It just might, yeah. So we'll give her hope. Uh Cam, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad start. I don't think it's a bad start. No. I think we did a good job. Um yeah. we're gonna come out maybe probably Monday. You want to drop a new a new episode on Monday? See the weekend games. We could talk Nuggets. We could talk Celtics, the things we saw. Sure. When's this one coming out? Is it Thursday? This, one, this one's going to come out Thursday. All right. Well, happy happy Thursday to you. And then here's the thing. Happy Thursday to you. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said happy Thursday to me. That's so sad. But it's payday. Let's get it. Um, Hot take Thursday, worst day of the week. If it wasn't the day I got paid, yeah. But, like, in a normal week, Thursday's the worst day of the week. Because, like, you know, it's Friday, but a tease. Ooh, it's a strip tease Friday. Yeah, it is. Because you get to Wednesday, you go to church, and they're like, mm, I want this week to be over. And then you hit Thursday, and you're like, man, I ain't there yet. Man, Friday, she looking kind of bad over there. I just wish right. I could go get a piece of that. But you're stuck uh, in Thursday. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. All right, we're going to talk about the game some point next week. This is going to be the most unorganized podcast we've ever done out of the two we've ever done. <laughs> out of the two, yeah. Uh, but let's do it. This is Bugs in the Bubble. Deuces. Boys. Zoink, Scoob.